powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Ah, uh, the past couple of days have been really good, eh? It's been so. It's been a pretty good time to be a Leafs fan, huh? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like this weekend was a huge test for them. <laughs> so after those two games, I don't think yeah. there's much to complain about. I, we we got to stick it to the Bruins, which is always fun. We got a a good game against Carolina off of a back to back. Um, both teams, the top teams of the NHL right now, and uh, the Leafs played fantastic hockey today especially we'll get into it um but game over toronto welcome again for another episode you have myself harnish my constant co-host armand um but seriously let's let's step back a little bit and talk about what position the leafs were before these these last couple of wins right we lost to the sharks we lost to the kings and the ducks um if i told you that we turn around and not only beat the bruins but beat them, beat beat um Carolina on the second half of a back to back with Shalgren in net, who's also kind of playing a back to back after playing that third period with yeah. the Bruins. Would you take that bet? No, and also, uh, like the Canes were rested. Yes. Want to bet? You can do that. Sports <laughs> interaction, Canada sports book. <laughs> Whoops. You messed up my intro. <laughs> you can bet. I thought you were asking me a question. Let I me finish the intro. <laughs> you can bet at Sports Interaction Canada Sportsbook. Football continues. The World Series is ongoing, and the hockey season is well underway. Bet pregame, live in play, or on when on many of our. Uh, one of our many prop bets made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com/sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com/sdpn. Ontario only, 19 and older, and please play responsibly. Now, Armand, after you uh, completely cucked my my whole intro. Uh, <laughs> who ends an intro with a question to your yeah, co-host? Because <laughs> who expects a rhetorical question? Listen, it, I was trying to be funny, man. I was trying to be quippy. <laughs> I thought it was cool. <laughs> All right, we continue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but okay. Uh. For, for for real though, how good has have these last few days been? I yeah, mean, they've been they've been really good, dominating games, and and today was in particular a very very nice win because the Leafs started off kind of shaky right I mean we came into it we we knew the situation right we're going to talk a little bit more about about the goaltender situation and what the Leafs have to work with uh uh moving forward right with with Samsonov injured Murray injured um but they were able to not only play well in front of Shalgren but after letting a shaky goal go where Shalgren probably should have had a stick on or probably should have covered up sorry um they Keith made some some great lineup changes and it worked it all just clicked for us right yeah um yes showing yeah. that, that that type of flexibility in a game situation and we talked about this right they need to figure it out and figure out quickly and they did they figured out within one period that second and third period was absolutely phenomenal yeah, for sure. And, you know, we talked about this when we were on that losing skid and during the Philly game. It's not about necessarily wins and losses. It's about the way you win and the way you lose. And these past three games have been just 
excellent. Like hard fought wins, you know, dominating at times, but also, you know, being a little, you know, you're playing against good teams. You you could play a full 60 and they're going to get chances. So to, you know, in the Bruins game, for example, to come back after losing your starting goaltender and, and needing to play Shalgren, knowing he's going to play in a back-to-back situation mm-hmm. is tough. And they held the fort there. You know, their their third period, I forgot how many shots they let the Bruins have, but it wasn't that many. And being down just one goal, it was really impressive uh, during that game. And in this game, you know, to, to rise to the occasion, you know, being a tired team against a rested team, a very good team in Carolina, playing your, your uh, you know, your, your third string goalie after he played a period the night before and your backup today played an AHL game the night before. So you don't really have an option in terms of pulling Shalgren if he's bad. You're going to get a tired guy regardless, right? Mm. So tough situation to be in. And they rose to the occasion. And uh, especially, you know, just considering that it was the second half of tonight's game where we really started showing uh, some 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 drive and some life and some offensive, uh, you know, firepower. You know, we played last night, like less than 24 hours ago. You know, so those guys are probably pretty tired out there. And so it's just nice to to see this three three game stretch where it's just been really solid play all throughout. Mm-hmm. And they've held the fort de- defensively. They found ways to break through offensively when things, you know, weren't working at the start. And we'll get into it, but really good showing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And um, I do want to touch on, um, I, I want to focus in a little bit about, about Keith's decision to switch the lineups, right? Because, yeah, the, the Leafs, especially in the first period, um, it, it, it was they were just being locked out, right? Uh, Carolina just does a really, really good job of getting bodies and getting sticks in front of the shots and just restricting you, right? And that showed we were down or uh, we, we were getting outshot, I think it was like, three to one it was ridiculous like two to one or something yeah. it was by, by a large margin right but keith yeah. made a great decision moving that top line but um or shifting up that top line basically split up matthew and uh, matthews and martyrs like you've been mentioning for god knows how long Thank now you. right <laughs> yeah but um it, it was interesting to see because even after he switched that up it wasn't the top six that that got the first goal or, or was able to break through it was the bottom six right young yeah. got a a fantastic shot off he, he got a goal but um he got a great pass by hall and i gotta shout out mulgan mulgan played yeah. phenomenal today he was fast he was skillful he, his puck movement was holy crap did you see his his hands out there today holy silky shit mitts today silky mitts yeah yeah he's been a you know a surprise you know driving force on that fourth line not necessarily surprised we always knew he was going to be the play driver there but in terms of the effectiveness he's had on that fourth line you know, role, uh, the speed and the shiftiness. He was our best player through the first half of this game, I would say, like yep. 100%. And that line, I think, outchanced Carolina, even through the first half of the game where we were kind of getting um, outchanced by like every metric, they still outchanced the their opposition by like 75% or something like that. So they were good all game. And I think they were sort of a driving force to, uh, you know, kind of jumpstart the Leafs offense and at least get some offensive zone time, um, even though, you know, nothing came out for them in terms of, you know, getting on the score sheet for that line. They still provided a lot of offense and transitional ability to to kind of, you know, keep us in the game, I would say. Uh, Mulligan was excellent. 
Um, that yarn croak goal was just beautiful work from everyone on the ice there. Like including that was really Hall. good. And when's including the last time Hall, he yeah. <laughs> yeah, he made a yeah. great pass. It was it was fantastic. He made, Give him his, he made his, two two yeah. really good plays there. He yeah, and Engvall made a, a beautiful pass to yarn croak right before just to and. Yarncroak is actually a sniper. I don't think a lot of people realize how good he is as a shot. Like he was like, I think consistently 17 goals the past three seasons, which is like really solid for a third liner. But um, yeah, he did. He made no mistake. And that really just set things off for us. We were looking really good after that. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, but yeah, just a really solid game from the bottom six to kind of get things started. And then, like you said, you know, the lineup changes to the top six. I think that really got them going. Like, uh, I was looking at Money Puck after the game. That Kerfoot, Nylander, Matthews line had eight minutes of time, and they were 65% expected goals. The Tavares, Marner, Robertson line had six minutes of time on ice and 62% expected goals. So they won cool. most of their shifts, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that, like, that all kind of happened after the lineup changes, right? Because after that, like, the chance, especially Willie, man, oh, my God. That that third goal, oh, that, I, that was pure beautiful. Effort. Magic. So, I don't know how he got that off, but beautiful. And then, um, and then we look at the second goal by by Johnny Toronto, by by our captain, uh, John Tavares. But but we got to remember that was made possible by Marner, right? Yeah. As much as we throw him a lot of, um, I, I guess like need to to step up his game and whatnot, right? He shows up, and and when he does show up, he shows up really well. He he is a great hockey player, and that goal or that pass um was was crazy he yeah he absolutely spearheaded that whole play yeah like uh just even managing to to like get the puck controlled was really really impressive went on that marner goal like or sorry the Tavares goal i guess like it was well behind him there was a defender right in front of him and then the just silky smooth move to put it through his legs and then a perfect pass and what kind of bothers me is the fact that it took like two and a half years when we know this works. Like Tavares got 47 goals, his career high with Marner by his side. Mm-hmm. And we know Matthews and Nylander work. So I'm just glad they tried it out. And you know what? Like at the end of the day, I'm also kind of glad that Keith allowed Matthews and Marner to, to find it themselves going through the skid. I think that says a lot about uh, his trust in them. It also says a lot about, you know, I don't think like I think that's a, a good decision in terms of managing the uh the confidence of his own players. You know, I think Matthews and Marner probably liked that they were given a shot to mm-hmm. to figure it out themselves. But I also like that Keith didn't let that just be the be all end all, you know? He moved to it two games later when they were struggling to get through. So that's something that I really like to see. Like he didn't forget about it and was just like that was a PR comment. Mm-hmm. You know, it was clearly on his mind. And when the Leafs were struggling in this game through the first half, like they only had something like, I think, seven shots within the first 30 minutes of this game. Yeah. Which is like nothing. You know, you're not going to generate much with seven shots within mm-hmm. 30 minutes. That's nothing. So uh, I'm glad that he made the, the the lineup changes. I think it really, really affected the team's performance. And I think it's why we broke through today. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, yeah, I mean, you got to give credit to Keith, like where words do, right? He, he's a player-focused guy, and you can tell that he really wants this team to do well, but he wants the team to be able to figure out for themselves as well, right? So it's nice for him to to finally see see how the team is, is working together. It's 
it's weird how we talk about the parallels with this season and last season where um they kind of all go go down they both went they both had both seasons we had a, a bad start of the season and uh everyone was throwing shade at, at keeps telling him to get fired throwing uh, shade at dubis and the first comments i think of this this whole episode was people talking <laughs> keep is king like <laughs> it's yeah. great to see the duality in the, <laughs> the duality of elite fan exactly um, when things are going well <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it was deserved criticism before. Like, I'm not going to blame anyone for being, I mean, yeah, Fire Keep is a little much, but I'm not going to blame criticism of Keith, you know, <laughs> uh, and I'm not going to blame criticism of Keith. I mean, praise of Keith here. He did a great job today. Mm-hmm. He outcoached, in my opinion, Rod Brindamore. And Rod Brindamore is a damn good coach. You know, he won the Jack Adams like a year ago. So, yeah, um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, I liked Good game. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the goalie situation because that is still a concern, right? I mean, great. We got one game down against against a good team, but we're we're going up against Vegas soon, another team that's that's at the top of the table right now, right? They're they're another great team. And um with our goalie situation with Ilya Samsonov going down, right? Um again, we're gonna have to have Shalgren start in, right? Um we all know he's not starter or backup goaltender um caliber he's doing well and in this game he, he played really well after letting that first goal i mean he was a little shaky here and there but he held on the fort right um but it, it's still tough where we're in a really bad situation because we can't expect shalgren to be lights out every uh every game right and with samsonov yeah. we don't know how long his injury is going to take um we still don't know um we, we don't know the severity of it. It looks like it's going to be another week. Matt Murray has been injured since since uh, the middle of October. It's been a while for him. And uh, the Leafs kind of got away today and, and dodged a massive bullet by being able to uh, uh, to wave um, uh, Nicholas Aubicubel, uh, right? Because before this, we were at the limit of our... our, our, our uh, our roster we had 50 players yeah. right and if we weren't able to waive him we weren't we wouldn't have been able to bring up keith petrozelli right um yeah. so this is still a worrying concern right we we need our goaltenders healthy we need them to be back but um so far i mean shogun's done well what, what do you think about the situation that we're in right now the situation sucks I mean, you know, we're we're in a really tough situation. I think Shalgren's made the best of it. I thought he really, like, you know, I don't think he's been great this season, but I don't expect, you know, he's your third, third slash he's fourth not... stringer. Exactly. Yeah, you, you know, you don't expect him to be NHL caliber. That's why he's not in the NHL, you know? But he's he really gave us a chance to win today, and he gave us a chance to win yesterday, you know? Like, he was put in cold, you know? He wasn't expecting to play that game. He was putting cold in a one-goal game against the Bruins for a full period. <laughs> That's a tough situation. Definitely. And he did well. And, you know, the goal was bad. He let him one goal today. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. complain about that, you know? Like, yeah. Who's, who saw it? Like, a little squirrely in that. I thought the Leafs did a really good job of helping him out today, which, you know, we talked about before when they were on their skid. They weren't helping their goaltenders out. Mm-hmm. And today they really helped helped Shulgren out, uh, especially with clearing rebounds that probably shouldn't have been there. Like Matthews had a really good like play, which pretty much took away an easy goal. Giordano a couple times, really, really good defensively today. But um, yeah, I thought <laughs> overall, uh, you know, even though his rebound control is a little shaky, I thought he really gave us a chance and a shot to win. And we ended up doing that for him. And uh, 
Yeah, so it was good to see today. Uh, in the future, it's a bit tough. Like Petruzzelli, uh, you know, we 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 got really lucky that Cabell got claimed, mm-hmm. even though he should get claimed. He's an NHL caliber player, so Washington gets value out of that. But we were really in a tough spot. Like I was, I was wondering if uh, <laughs> if um, NHL teams might have let him go through just to up the trade market for a goalie, you know, because they know we're in, you know, we're in, we're in deep. So uh-huh. I'm glad that he got claimed, even though it kind of sucks that he had to go, but it gives us the contract spot to get Petrozelli up and at least have a goalie there. Um, you know, and it's not ideal. Like I'm, I'm curious if Petrozelli gets a game. Do you think he'll get a game in or do you uh, think it's going to be Shalgren? Well, up until like, it depends on how long. Back. Yeah, well, it, it depends on how long um, this injury is going to last for for Samsonov, right? Because um, obviously, our next game against against Vegas, we got some time, right? That's going to be on Tuesday, um, so that's Shalgren should be able to play. And I'm looking at our schedule right now, right? We're placing, uh, we're playing against the Penguins on Friday and the Canucks on Saturday, right? So maybe in that oh, case, if if Samsonov isn't there. ready, exactly, you're going to have to put Petrozelli in for that second half of the back to back against the Canucks, which isn't. A, a, a big deal because the Canucks are struggling, right? So yeah, if there is a game, NHL team. I know, I know. But if there is a team that you'd want to put them against, like, would you rather put them against the the, the Golden Knights <laughs> or the Penguins or the Canucks, yeah, right? Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see him in there. Um, I hope that the Leafs don't really just leave him to dry. Um, who knows? Maybe maybe this isn't a concern and maybe Samsonov is healthy by then, right? We we don't yeah, really we don't. know. That's the problem. We yeah. don't know the extent of this injury. And we're we're crossing our fingers that he's back because um honestly it, it's we're in a tough position where even if uh if we look beyond this this injury where let's say Samsonov is is healthy and he's okay, right? Um Matt Murray is he's had injury troubles, right? And we, when but we Matt look Murray towards, Sorry, just one second. Matt Murray yeah. might be back earlier. Yeah, but but this is my point, right? That he's he's had injury troubles, right? The past couple of seasons. And as you're looking towards the rest of the the the, the regular season and into the playoffs, right? Um you, you gotta have it's tough if, if you're if you have a goalie that's that's gonna go down, um, or that, that can potentially go down pretty quickly, because then you kind of are relying on Samsonov to not get injured, right? Because if if Matt yeah. Murray gets injured again, then it's just Samsonov and you kind of have to you gotta hope that he he strings it out and he he's able to keep it going. Cause I don't know about you, but I'm not confident with Shalgren in that against uh, a, a top team in, in the playoffs, right? Yeah, of course not. If Shalgren gets playoff games, we're in tough. Exactly. I, I do. Yeah, I do agree with you that having Murray there is tough. You know, just with the injury troubles we've had, and it really sucks because like the Leafs goalie situation, especially when it comes to like injuries and stuff, hasn't been good like ever. Like, when was the last time the Leafs had a really good goalie situation? Mm-hmm. I honestly cannot remember in my lifetime. Like Ed Belfour. Yeah, the, the problem is is having a good tandem, right? Because we've had good goalies before, right? But it's it's one goalie out of two, right? In this like, situation, yeah. we're just tough because it's it's injuries more than anything else. I trust Matt Murray and, and Samsonov in net. It's just are they gonna be healthy enough to to last yeah. the whole season and the the postseason, right? Or sorry, and, the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, and that was the issue with Campbell last year with Mrazic. You know, you have two injury prone guys, and that was the issue with anderson as well mm-hmm. you know he's another injury prone guy and we ran him to the ground to the point of injury pretty much because we didn't have a 
solid backup option for a lot of that. Yeah. So it, it's the goalie situation kind of sucks, but we're sort of making do with it. And if you can manage to to win games, especially in the regular season, um, with your third stringer and potentially fifth stringer in Petruzzelli. Um, <laughs> Isn't that weird to say the fifth stringer? Yeah. Just imagine at the beginning of the season, I tell you that we, there's a chance that we play our fifth stringer. <laughs> yeah. Like I knew there would be injury troubles, but while going down, like before the season started, also just like, it was like, oh, come on. But yeah, um, I do want to talk about Petruzzelli a little bit. Uh, Petruzzelli has had very limited time professionally. Like we, he was our ECHL goalie uh, last year, mm-hmm. right? So, he played a couple, like a uh, a couple games. I think five games last year in the AHL, and he sort of got thrown into the situation where he's now the AHL starter because Joseph Wall is injured and Chalgren is with us now, uh, like two games in. But um, he's had six games in the AHL and has had a ton of success in them. So he's yeah. six games, six wins, two point three one goals against average, nine twenty two save percentage. And you're also keeping in mind that it's not just the team in front of him that's playing lights out like the other goalie is Dylan Ferguson and in four games he's got like an 887 and I think he's two and two so it's not just the team being amazing in front of him uh the Marlies obviously still have some defensive goals as well so um you know it's just good to see him have success within that professional role even though it's very limited uh and Petrozelli, he's a he's a young guy he was a 2017 draft uh draft pick in in the third round um and he's had success everywhere he goes now that doesn't mean he's gonna have success in the nhl right now you know Mm -hmm. uh like he's obviously not ready for that to be thrown into that position he wasn't even supposed to be the ahl starter so Mm -hmm. um it'll be interesting to see him if he gets an nhl game i'm curious to see how you know green he looks in, in the role but honestly like i do have some faith in him uh as a prospect you know and that's something that we as, as Leaf fans haven't really had from a goalie perspective uh, recently. You know, we've really struggled with goal, goalie prospects. So I'm really curious to see how Petrozelli does. But seeing him in the AHL is has been pretty promising. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited if he gets a game in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting regardless. But, yeah, I, I you, you were talking about this a little bit. And I think it would, it's interesting to talk about our, our goalie depth and, and our, our prospects in the uh, in the net. Right. Um, that has been a concern with the Leafs thus far, um, as of recently, actually, where the Leafs just aren't drafting um, goalies high up in the in the draft and pecking order, right? We're usually finding them in the latter rounds of the draft, um, and we're kind of shooting a shot and seeing uh, seeing where that goes, right? Um, what are what are your thoughts with the the strategy thus far? Because it seems like we, I mean. It's no question we've had some some issues with our goaltender position. We've had great goalies, right? But we haven't had great tandems. Um, do you think there needs to be a switch up in the way that we draft our goalies, or do you think that um, that what's what, what's happened is working? Yeah, that's a hard question. Like like you said, it's very tough to predict goalies, especially when they're young. You know, draft age. Uh, a lot of it is based on their environment and the team they're playing for and who's in front of them and how many shots they get a night, you know, just general deployment stuff. Um, you know, you'll run into a, a Shesterkin, you'll run into a Sorokin and you'll get gold or you can get a Campbell who was a 10th overall pick. And that's, he's just, he wasn't, he was a bust for like 10 years until he played for Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like it's very, 
you know, it's very easy to to end up busting on a pick like that. Or like Rick DiPietro, he was a first overall. And I think he's still getting paid from his buyout, which, uh, you know, is sad. But, you know, yeah, it's tough to predict NHL goalies, especially at the draft. So I'm okay with going for the later rounds. I think, uh, you know, after the 2016 draft, we started picking one pretty much every year, I think. So, um, you know, I thought we, I think we have some good goalies in the pipeline. I think, uh, you know, Artur Akhtiamov, Pexa uh, in the VHL are having a lot of success this year. But then you also have guys in the SHL, like a good group of a variety of players. Uh, you know, unfortunately with Ian Scott, he retired last year because of hip injuries. And the pick after him was Jeremy Swayman. And it's like, goalie, goalie, right after, right after each other. And we pick the guy who has to retire, you know, two years into his career. And then the other one is now in the NHL. Yeah. That's impossible to predict. You cannot, like, you can't predict, like, hip injuries, you know, which can, like, sewer a goalie immediately. And, uh, it, like, that is what it is. I don't, I don't, like, I can't say enough about, like, scouting because I don't know how to scout goalies. And I don't think many NHL teams do either. Like, it's very hard. Mm-hmm. So I think they have uh, some solid goalies in the pipeline what i do think is good is we've been finding goalies uh goalie um sorry goalie prospects uh outside of drafting as well guys like dryden mckay dylan ferguson and uh keith petrozelli like we didn't draft any of them and you know they're in the pipeline you know they're coming through the echl we're utilizing our our entire farm system and uh i think that's proving dividends seeing guys like petrozelli come into the ahl and have success immediately and uh yeah so i think We've done a good job within the past three or four years to revitalize our goalie prospect group. But what? But yeah, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, I was just saying. Like, but prior to that, we like floundered in that department, and so we're kind of playing catch up here. But do you think that this this strategy that they're going for right now, right, um, is going to net you a top uh, goaltender in the league? Right. That's that's what I'm trying to get at. Is um, like so far. I mean, yeah, the, these these goaltenders are are good, and they they seem like good backups or great backups. But I'm not seeing a pick that's going to be there like a like a Shosturkin, right? Um, we're we're not seeing like a Darcy Kemper, or we're not seeing those those phenomenal goaltenders in the the way that we're drafting, the way that we're picking up prospects right now, right? Do you yeah. think that this way is sustainable, and do you think that this way is a good way to find a top goaltender? Because it seems like the way that the Leafs are doing right now, and I I personally agree with the way that uh, Dubas is is I guess um, uh, going about the goaltending situation. Um, is he's he's kind of reserving the top picks uh of the draft or the top rounds for our forwards and our defense uh, defenders and whatnot basically players that it's or positions that's easier to to i guess have a higher percentage chance of that player working out right with goaltenders you mentioned it's tough to to try to draft a goaltender because there's so many different variabilities um uh variabilities in that that decision making process uh, it's tough to pinpoint be like hey that's going to be our guy right um so yeah. i kind of understand the way that dubas is going at it where he's instead um going for the high probability picks with our with our defenders and our forwards right and then with our goalies essentially just wait for the lower picks and then try to get like a good backup and then look towards the the off season to try to pick up another goaltender right yeah, like I, I sort of agree with that sentiment as well. Like, <laughs> it's kind of sad because like the last good goalie we picked was Tuka Rask, who never played a game. Two thousand and five, I believe, as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's been first round, way too and, long. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tough. but like also in this situation, like yeah, sure, Vazzy 
got picked in the first round, but so did Ilya Samsonov. Mm -hmm. And Samsonov is no longer even on the caps. Yep. You know, do you want to use that first round value to get a question mark? It's kind of tough to say, you know, it could really bite you in the butt. Yeah. Guys like Ilya Sorokin and Shesterkin were third and fourth round picks. Like it's, it's pretty common for these guys to, to drop because a lot of people don't know what they are to begin with. And so in my opinion, the best strategy with goalie prospects is throw a bunch of darts at the dartboard <laughs> and just hope, just hope and pray, pray and use your, <laughs> use your draft picks to, to, you know, get maybe a late one here and there, like in the third or fourth round or fifth round, sixth round, uh, mm-hmm. and use those, you know, first two rounds to really get something substantial within the player, player field. And, you know, it's tough, but it, like, what else are you supposed to do? You know, unless there's a sure thing coming up, like a Vazzy or something, it, it's, it's hard to predict. And yeah. I don't want to waste a 10th round pick on a guy who's not going to be on the team in the next five years, you know, because he could just flame out. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I agree with the way we've been doing it is what I, I guess what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, I do as well. I just wanted to get your opinions on that because it is kind of starkly different with the way the rest of the league is doing it. I believe the Leafs are like, um, in terms of like the top, I believe it was the top, uh, the top three picks of the draft. I can't remember the exact statistic. Oh yeah, goalies drafted in the uh, in the top three rounds were towards the bottom of the table. I believe we're, we're third in terms of the lowest amount of picks uh, in the um, in the top three rounds, right? So since when? It's uh, since two thousand and five. Oh, so pretty much since the lockout year. Exactly. And I think we only had one, and it was two Karats. <laughs> We've had two. Two? two apparently okay. yeah who's the other one uh i gotta look it up but um yeah we, we've only had two the only uh there's only been three other teams that have that have drafted less or fewer goalies in the top three rounds in us right so it, it is a starkly different um mentality and it's yeah. it's interesting to see that that kind of uh is the way that it's been since 2005 it's been it's been a while since it, it's changed it up because i understand the way that dubis kind of thinks about it he's an analytical mind he goes for the highest probability chance which is the method that they're going towards right now but um yeah it's interesting to see that that's been the precedent for a while now yeah for sure and uh yeah um yeah like it is what it is but like at the same time i think dubis while having that sort of drafting strategy of only picking late mm-hmm. i think he's done a pretty good job of you know getting some goalies in our pipeline even through the means of you know signing free agents that are just out of college like dryden mckay he won the Hobie Baker and now he's playing in our system. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's great. Like, obviously, Hobie Baker winners aren't always good in the NHL. Cough, cough, Jimmy Vissy. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's still a good sign to, you know, get someone like that in the pipeline in your ECHL. So you can sort of build him up mm-hmm. uh, to potentially be, um, you know, someone who can make, uh, you know, make the NHL someday. Yeah, yeah. And um yeah, I'm looking at the chat right now and there are, are going, so Gio. many people going after Gio and uh honestly deservedly so. Gio has played fantastic. Oh man, before we we touch on that, if you guys are enjoying the podcast, if you guys are enjoying uh, enjoying uh listening to us here on Game Over Toronto, make sure you hit the like, subscribe button, hit the bell notification. It really helps us out. There's so many great shows here at SDPN and uh, yeah, tweet at us. Put in our comments uh what you think of our goalie situation, what you think of Gio, our our savior. Um but but yeah, Gio so steady. Dude, what what can we say? This guy's 39 years old. He's have you seen the saves that he's done? Damn, I was thinking he could <laughs> be a backup that. goaltender. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and today, Matthews, Matthews with that beautiful save. He was doing his geo impression. God damn. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Like, what blows my mind with Gio is, like, you know, it, it, I understand that he's old. He could have got more money anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, he could have. He really could have. 800K is such a steal. Yep. Such a steal for Gio. And he took, he did the Spezza, you know, hometown discount. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. like, it, it really, we are so lucky in Toronto to have guys like Spezza and Giordano yeah. come back, help the team out, go on a pretty much a league min when they're clearly capable of a lot more, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and just play to have that, that ability. Too. Like, they, they, it's not like their play is stepped down after taking that taking less money. They're yeah. putting if they're putting more effort out there than anything else. Yeah, and <laughs> they're like, putting their heart. They're they're putting their they're wearing their heart on their sleeve, and they're just playing great hockey, and they're putting their body on the line. Yeah, Spezza and Giordano. Yeah. are like 38, 39 when they were playing, and they both fought like the most. You know, out of our entire <laughs> roster, like Spezza was out there fighting when we were down like four one against the, I think it was the Habs, uh-huh. and like he was trying to get the team into like that buy in, that understanding of what, like what you need to do, what it takes to win, mm-hmm. and showcasing that at that age, at that cap hit is so valuable. Yeah, like the amount of leadership that these guys bring is something that should increase their cap hit pretty substantially and then they also have that on ice ability mm-hmm. you know and it's just like you know when we traded for a guy like nick felino who was making a substantially much more you know that on ice ability wasn't there even if the leadership was and to see it with guys like spezza and geo who are much older it's just great i love it like it's amazing geo has been one of the best defensemen on the Leafs, even through that skid you know he was performing well you know he was one of the few defensemen who was and mm-hmm. so just a really like i i just i can't say how lucky we are to to have those guys uh you know want to come here and you know build the culture surrounding the leafs and you know to go from spezza to giordano is like like you know we got both of them like yeah. how how it's and it's great I love that it. all starts with with the fans right at the end of the day like they were fans of this team and that that's just yeah. a testament to to the type of the type of people that 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 are fans of the leafs right we'd be able to we we give our we give everything for this team right we we yeah, get mad when they line. don't play well but <laughs> damn it we're behind them every step of the way regardless of if they're going through a slump or not right and yeah. um yeah like i mean dude the fans yesterday in that boston uh in that boston game even in philadelphia when we came back home and they were cheered for, it was so good to see man aside from booing hall that one time yeah <laughs> but we ignore you that. know but other yeah. than that like seriously the, the yeah. amount of passion that that this team has played for as soon as like the fans got into it is crazy and you can see it just just resonating through each and every one of them and yeah geo has has by far been one of those standout performers and standout leaders that that we have and it's so nice it's so nice seeing this team when everything is working when everything yeah. is is just firing on all cylinders our top line our defenders we have we have people that are that are standing up for Matthews in that uh in, in that game in in Philadelphia like it's just beautiful to see and th- this is what w- the potential that we saw in this team right um when everybody was saying like trade everything there need to be to be changes made like yeah there there are some like downsides of this team right but but when everything is clicking they have the potential to to be the top team in the league and they beat two of the top teams in the league to this weekend right yeah 100 and yeah 
Yeah, they they really had a solid comeback here. And this this weekend, I think, shut up a lot of haters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, I don't think you can really spin any of this negatively. I know Toronto, some Toronto media might try to, but it's going to be hard. That was a really, really good weekend and a couple of really good games against a couple really good teams mm -hmm. in a back-to-back -back situation where your starting goaltender is Eric Schaller. Yep. And Tough situation to be in, and they made the most of it. Exactly. And, uh, I mean, they just have to, they have a little bit of a break, which is good. They're, they wipe, wipe some sweat off. They got back, they, they made it out of this back-to-back, -back, this tough situation. But, uh, I mean, look no further than Tuesday. They got a tough competition yep. against the Golden Knights, right? The Golden Knights are topping the, the league right now, and they're playing some great hockey. So, listen, yeah. it, it's not going to be easy, but they rose to the occasion in the last two games, right, against some tough teams. Let's see them rise to the occasion and get another W. Let's keep this win streak going, and let's show some passion out there the way that they've, they've done so far. I mean, hats off to Keith for, for shaking things up and trying different things. I mean, keep that going as well. Um, there, there's a lot of potential here, and let's let's get that W because honestly, we can win against the uh, against the Golden Knights, even with our goaltender situation. I mean, we saw it today with with the uh, with uh, or against the the Hurricane, right? So yeah. yeah, I mean, let's let's see what happens on Tuesday. Uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be exciting, and uh, you'll be able to see the post game analysis here on SDPN uh SDPN's YouTube channel on Game Over Toronto so make sure you tune in for that make sure you like you subscribe make sure you tell all your friends and uh give us some comments give us your uh i mean tell us about this game what do you think what do you think about our goaltender situation what do you think about Geo what do you think about how the team is playing the last couple of games cuz it's great to see and um yeah that's that's going to be everything from us see you later